Hey folks, John here. We're coming up close on 100. Just 10 more episodes. In the here and now, though, the weight of this AP is taking its toll on the characters. In this last episode, the group suffered from a good deal of apprehension after encountering the cube. Yeah, that same cube from the prologue that drove space pirates insane. Frankly, though, there's no better location for a Doom Cube than the Diaspora. Which brings me to why I'm here today. If you recall, on my last visit, we explored a few of the highlights of this region and its features. Following that same vein, I wanted to explore the people that inhabit the Diaspora. Now, you may recall where I had briefly mentioned that in a catastrophic event before the Gap, that these planets cracked and were ripped apart, spilling their raw materials in what would form the Diaspora. You see, to this day, pockets of energized plasma and planar fissures serve as memorial for the incident. And while the reasons how or why are debated, popular legend suggests that Librians were responsible. In case you're not familiar, Librians were a race of humanoids very similar to humans. They had an enlarged cranium and a gift for magic and technology. This species inhabited a lush world neighboring the twin planets and took pride in their accomplishments to the point of hubris. In the pursuit of establishing their supremacy as the most powerful in the solar system, any planet that refused to acknowledge this declaration meant the annihilation of that civilization. In this case, the refusal of Damiar and Iovo's governments ultimately assured their destruction. However, something the Alibrians hadn't foreseen took place. Upon firing the weapon, the recoil blew a hole in their planet's crust and set the entire atmosphere aflame. The resulting devastation ruined their planet's ecosystem and consumed Elibrian cities with radiation blanketing the planet. As things became more desperate, survivors began practicing in the dark arts. The Elibrians twisted their bodies with necromancy, allowing them to survive and even thrive in this new wasteland. This wasteland called Eox. That's right, with the destruction of Damiar and Yovo came the birth of Eoxians and all their ghoulish glory. But that's not where the story ends, though. Eox is a Pact World's representative. In fact, the first to sign the treaty during the Absalom Pact. Even more bizarre, there are indigenous people of the diaspora that claim to be the descendants of those on Damiar and Yovo. After teams had inspected the ruins left over on various rocks, clear similarities were found to support their claims as descendants, leaving few left to dispute. Those displaced individuals, called Sarkeesians, have become the most widespread race within the diaspora and claim to have evolved to survive the vacuum of space through suspended respiration and the growth of wings made of pure energy, which act as solar sails to facilitate travel between asteroids. Described as beings ranging from 10 to 15 feet in height, they've carefully terraformed crush worlds for habitats and some of the unlikeliest of places. One such example are the underwater domes located within the ice-crusted planetoid Nisus, the source of the irrigation pathway of the diaspora known as the River Between, in which the crush worlds receive their water requirements to survive in this inhospitable region. While you might think this lifestyle is incredibly rugged, you'd be surprised. Subverting the expectations of many, they terraformed their crush worlds into an idyllic paradise full of fields, forests, hills, and lakes where towns dot the landscape, allowing the Sarkeesians to live and raise children in relative peace. And although the Sarkeesians may hold little compared to their ancestors, they will fiercely defend what they have created against any hostility, especially Eoxian incursions, as they've never forgotten their ancient feud. While Pact Worlders may pass through their territory with little trouble, an Eoxian force, if large enough, will galvanize the normally calm Sarkeesians into uniting to drive off emissaries of the Bone Sages at any cost. A bonus that I'd like to praise Paizo on is a Sarkeesian playable race found in the Alien Archives rulebook. This allows players who are interested to choose to play as a Sarkeesian if they find the flavor interesting. While any class is acceptable to pair with this playable race, keep in mind that they're proficient in dexterity and charisma and take a hit in strength. For more on that, check out Paizo's Alien Archives rulebook and the Pact Worlds rulebook for any additional flavor you might be interested in. For now, I have to cut this short, but expect more discussion on those that breathe life into the diaspora in future episodes. Thank you for making it here, folks. And with that, episode 90, What He Do in the Shadows. Thank you.
Y'all, this is episode 90. We are closing in on that 100, that hondo. How? Mm. It's coming up. It's, it's incredible. Coming up. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Um, it's about as wild as how you ended the last episode. Oh, what? Uh-huh. That, that uh-huh. whole thing? Uh-huh. <laughs> that yeah. whole thing? Call that was so last to week. To attention. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Would you do that to us? <laughs> well, the we actual. got our first extreme. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it, that made it an app cliffhanger, right? The two sides of the coin are like as mad as we were at you ending the last episode on that cliffhanger. I'm, I was equally excited waiting to start this episode. Right, right, right. True, true, true. It true, is true. a double edged sword. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, of suspense and utter disillusionment with me as your friend and GM, right? That's kind of the... It's, the, it's you know, it's a mixed bag, man. It's yeah. complicated. <laughs> you know, it's a lot you of take the good, else. you take the bad. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to change my Facebook status mm-hmm. to it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, I had to do oh, it to boy. you. I, I, I have no regrets. Um, but it's, it's... We're right in the middle of it, you know? I'm tempted to just talk for another 10 minutes and drag it out. <laughs> we're you know, like, but- like freeze framed on the punch connecting with the baby's head. Right, right, right. And then like the fucking uh, Yes song comes on and it's to be continued. That was how we ended the last episode. Yup. Next time. Well, all right. I won't keep you guys waiting any further. So, John. Notice how we weren't going to let you. Yeah, if you will, give us that critical effect that Mike just landed in our first extreme from a player. Now, we have had an extreme happen to Sedona, but this is our first one as a PC. What do we got? All right, so for the extreme bludgeoning, it's called Broken Limb. The crit effect. The target moves one step down the dexterity poison track... Oh, shit. And can't use a randomly determined limb until healed. Wow. Huh. Wow, wow, hmm. wow. All right, so let's start. Wow, we woo, wow. Let's start with the deck stick that said on the poison track. Correct. All right, let's see here. So for dexterity, that's going to mean... That this thing is going to be sluggish, so it's going to take a minus two penalty to reflex saves and dexterity-based ability checks, attack rolls, and skill checks, um, and is flat-footed. And then the DCs of all spells and special abilities decrease by two. Fuck. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. All right. That's awesome. Then I'm going to nice. roll. Actually, I'll let you roll a d4, Heath. Okay. One's going to be the left arm. Two's going to be the right arm. Three will be the left leg, and four will be the right leg. Okay, I'm going to roll your gold D4. You got me. That'll be a two. A two. So, one of its claws, you you punch its, punch him in the arm so hard, it dislocates his shoulder, and as you follow through with your like elbow, you like punch and come back up with your elbow and break the arm at the elbow, uh, uh, you know, of his elbow, Fuck and it's yeah. just like hanging there limply, and it just goes, oh, yeah. mm, that felt good, more, more. Um, yeah, no, but, no problem. No. <laughs> what uh, what I'm going to say that means mechanically is it can no longer full attack. Nice. Yeah, I broke that baby's arm. <laughs> broke that baby's arm. We also have some damage to deal. Yeah, a lot of damage. So, so you're gonna. I also have the- another punch to do. Oh my god! That dude. was the first punch. All right, so let's get the damage. Okay. So remember that you're gonna when you when you get that you get to um, roll your damage twice. Right. So two two episodes of two d six plus eleven. God damn. So, talking about a minimum of 22 here. Okay, uh, 16 in the first one. 23 on the second. 
Oh my gosh, that's 39 points of damage on your first <laughs> punch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, and then you have a second punch as you just, I mean, you literally mangle this arm. It's just hanging there like, like a loose tendril at this point, just kind of twitching, if moving at all. And you come across with your cross, and let's get it. Um, just for, uh, just for funsies, I'm gonna I'm gonna use a card. Oh lord! I want right. to really f- wreck this baby. <laughs> Punch that child right in the face! <laughs> right. <laughs> just eviscerate that infant. It's just great. I'm gonna use uh, Old Scratch Johnson's uh, Mad Lib uh, inspiration. Okay. All right. All righty. <laughs> and there's a 19 on the dot. Wow. Oh, so close. All right, so that's a hit. So that's a hit for sure. Let's get the damage. Yeah, it's a 28 total. Uh-huh. 19. 19 points of damage. Got it. Hell of a turn there, Mike. I mean, you just beat the snot out of that baby, dude. Like, <laughs> like whip that bloody, baby's ass. Bloody, bloody phlegm, just <laughs> in a broken arm. I mean, like gone, broken, um, into pieces, shattered what bone structure there was. My God, Ziva. But the baby's like, jokes on you. I'm into that shit. Yeah, yeah. Please uh-huh. more. Found his king. You're a, you're a big old lizard. Oh, oh God, no. This is all kinds of wrong. Oh, Ziva is going to re-up get him and be like, Yes, Morgan, good job. Keep it coming. Um, And is Oof, there's just so much. There's so much cover. Um, Remember, it's flat-footed now, so... Um, She's going to shoot at it. An 18 on the die. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. It's plus nine. Is All right, you got that it. Many. It's a hit. Yeah, it's a hit. Um, okay. I'm okay. really proud of you, Emily. Like, it's that many. Just anytime you actually hit, I'm just so proud of you. It's an exciting time for me. <laughs> uh, that's going to be eight piercing damage. Okay. And that's it. Oh, wow. All right, round six. Kuiper, you're up. All right. Are you going to continue yep. the aerosol? Yeah, is just going to continue with the aerosol and stick right. where he's at. All right, so then it's its turn. I think it's going to... He, he's not liking that you're spoiling his trick. Uh, so he's going to... Well, I think he's going to... I think he's going to bleed. So he's going to take that. Um, Creepy fucking weird ass. Uh, and he's baby. going to... Attack Kuiper. Uh, bodyguard feet. Okay, well, that was a natural 20. Oh, well. And then I'm going to roll to confirm. Um, that may or may not confirm. I don't think it will with a... Maybe 26? Yeah. yeah. Even with bodyguard? No, no, this is good. This is good. Oh, yeah. Even with... You get plus two to your ACs. Oh, let me see. Uh, yes. Yeah, that's still, still good. All right, so that is a confirmed crit. Are you in harm's way, or are you just like, eh? No, I'm not. Sorry about it. No, that's the thing. In fiction, I don't like Kyber. I tried right. to prevent him from being hit, but I'm not going to take it. All right, well, let's uh, draw <laughs> that critical card there, John. All right, crit, f- crit fumble, right? This is a critical hit. <laughs> We Pretty haven't gotten this name. Guy. We just got it that it's a shadow baby. Oh. <laughs> Mike's like, I'm nice, but I ain't no saint. <laughs> okay, so the extreme is electricity. All right, so it's not an electric no. attack. Okay, and this is a kinetic, correct? Just make sure. Uh, yes. Okay. All right. He sounds so thrilled to read this. On himself. <laughs> Finn Filet. Filet? Oh, wow, dude. Bonus effect. The target loses one form of movement other than land movement until healed. Oh, oh you no. can't swim. Oh, darn it. Shit, Ugh. I can't climb up walls. Alright, whatever. No. Nice. Like, why anymore? Nice. Alright, so you're gonna take you're gonna take a good bit of damage here though. So you're gonna take 
13 plus... That is 29 points of slashing damage. And then I need you to make a will save. And will save. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Yahtzee. <laughs> that is an 18 on the die plus 9. So that's going to be a 27 on the will save. All right. You're, you're all right there. Um, but you do take that 29 slashing damage as it just, like, rakes across the front of you with its good claw. <laughs> you know what? Still worth it. Uh, and you cannot swim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just put out this. I want to make sure that I get my full effects here. You can't swim. I was it. really hoping to go over to the green room over in, at the front of Elysium mm-hmm. like right mm-hmm. after this fight. Dude, yeah, you can't do it. That was going to save you. That would be way style. more terrifying for Mike. Inception style, snacks. water starts gushing out of the walls. Yeah. <laughs> You're up, Oren. <laughs> All right, uh, so Orin kind of calls to Phil. You doing okay, bro? Yeah, yeah, I, I can't. Fuck, I, I don't know what I'm doing right now. All right, keep, keep shooting. And, uh, but however, Orin's going to take a single step forward and so to get a little better shot, you know, and steady his aim, aim down sights, and uh, absolutely... You know, you know what sucks is I have a I have a, a sight on this that I forgot about. <laughs> I have a sight that I, that I added that would like help with cover, but fuck it. You well, know? Um, here we are. Episode yeah. ninety. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, dude! Natural too. Look, let's just just move on, okay? Just uh, move on. Yeah, that was a great turn, Zach. I appreciate it. it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Everyone, thank right. you. Yeah, Glad to be, really. be here all week. <laughs> Fel, thank you, you are service. still under the effects of this paranoia. Um, and your boy just stepped right in your way, so... Well, my boy also just told me to keep firing, so he's going to step up next to him, you know, kind of still having Oren between the rest of the party and Demon Baby and himself, but still has a straight line of sight on mm-hmm. Demon Baby. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make a shot against him. If I can find where my d20 rolled off to. There's one. Ooh. That's going to be a 27 to hit. 27 will hit. Against KAC. So nice. 2d8. 19 damage. 19 damage. That's pretty good, dude. Yeah, I'm talking about. I'm liking this uh, this actual rifle. Yeah, <laughs> this actual rifle, very nice. And that's shooting what kind of damage? Piercing. Great, doing good, doing. You look, you look down at your rifle and realize it's also an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> it turns into a snake in your hands. Right, right. All right, Mike. All right. Well, let's full attack. I don't know what you're huffing about. This is what I always do. <laughs> yeah, just break another baby's arm. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. If they're demons. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, 23 on the first one. Yep. I'll get it. Noise. Nineteen. Eighteen to hit. That will not hit. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Still, I mean, he looks pretty bad at this point, and you actually hear him as you as you punch him again. Where I guess maybe in his face this time. Yeah. Sure. All right. Yeah. He, you know, he knocks and snaps his head back. Blood kind of coming from his mouth, and uh, he says to you. The Dark Lady's experiment here is already a success. You're not stopping anything. She will become stronger, and you will see. I think I'm done playing now. Ziva, you're up. Does everybody hear that? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ziva's gonna re-up get him. 
Keep it uh-huh. up, Mike. Keep it up. And she kind of aims her gun at the the little thing again, and she hears that, and she points her gun a little higher, and is going to take a shot at the signal box thing. All right, this is be a tough shot. Oh, but let's see. Let's okay, see how you do? Come on, natural twenty. Just, just do that. You know what? Inspiration. Why not? Uh-huh. All right. Gonna use. use. Gonna use my Jason inspiration. Okay. Nice. How long have you been hanging on to that thing? I like it. It makes me feel good about my life. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the angel looking over your shoulder yeah. word that you're using here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, not a twenty, but a seventeen on the die. Uh, plus three. Uh huh. And then plus nine. So that's gonna be twenty nine. 29. Missed it by one. Are you kidding? That's bullshit. That's bullshit. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I hate it. Round seven. Kuiper. So, Kuiper is going to go ahead and real quick on it. Yeah, just keep it keep it visible. Yep. yep. Okay. And then hold your ground. Hold my ground. All right, Oren. Um. Yep. Oren does a, a mental checklist of how many rounds he has left in his chamber, and he's got them. So he is going to full attack. All right. Um. All right. So we got Zivas. Get him. On there. And I've got a clear right. line of sight. Yep. Alright. Let's go. Alright, that's a natty 14 plus 7. 21, 22 KAC. 22 KAC. It's also flat footed, too. So it's ACs. Alright, bet. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and roll the second attack then. You know, Rack Sleeve. Let's go. And then uh, that's probably not going to hit. That's a natural 10. Uh, but it is plus eight, so that's an eighteen. Plus a get him. It's a nineteen. No, it's no, it's a plus seven plus one for Zeta's get him. So. Oh, okay. Apologies. Okay. Uh, so that that misses. Okay. All right. Well, we'll take the first one. Uh, not bad. Uh, eleven plus eight, nineteen damage. Okay, alright. Alright, that's my turn. I got two rounds left in the chamber. Or in the tube, uh, rather. In the tube. Did I take its turn? Before you? <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> you no. did it. <laughs> oh, he's also uh, yeah, so I, I skipped its turn, uh, but I'm going to just go now. That's okay. fine. I mean, um, that's just too bad, Adam. Like, you, you yeah, forgot to I mean, do your turn. You forgot to do your turn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you just told delayed me to it. go. <laughs> just, delayed just delayed it. it. That's all. Yeah. Um, all right, so taking the bleed. Got it. All right. This thing looks real bad, and it is going to attempt to disappear. Um, it's got the spray on it. Yeah, yeah, but this is different. Oh. This is a different thing. Um, well, I don't like it. You see it trying to like disintegrate into the shadow plane. So it's going to provoke an opportunity attack from Mike. So get your opportunity attack there, Mike. Okay. And it's good. you're going to see it try to like run into the shadow and kind of wisp into the shadows as it gets closer to the darkness. Twenty-five. Well, 26 yeah. to get him. Yeah, you're absolutely going to get the opportunity hit on the back of its head as it's running from you. Hit him in the soft spot. <laughs> oh. uh, 17. That's too far, Emily. Oh, no. that's the one. That's the one. I mean, I broke his arm. Yeah. Uh, it's 17 damage. Oh, man. Titanium almost, the mic. Almost. The baby breaker. The baby breaker. <laughs> wow. 
Uh, but it does, I mean, drift off into the shadows and then evaporate into the shadows. And Kuiper, you can't even see it because it's like... Well, could, does Glimpse of Truth let you see into other planes? Uh, just the I was actually just looking into that. Yeah, ethereal plane, which is a transitive plane between yeah, but planes. not the shadow plane. Uh, yes, correct. Not right. a shadow plane. Uh, yeah, so it disappears, kind of screaming in mad glee as it does, and we are out of turn order. You guys have defeated it. I know it doesn't feel like it, but sometimes they run. This thing didn't want to die and had a way to go. But you definitely defeated it and chased it away. Yes. Whew. That's a hell of a encounter there, huh? It was a bit of a scuffle. It was something. Oh, yeah. I feel um, like if Kuiper... About 12 seconds later, Fell regains all his senses. Oh, good. Thank <laughs> yes. goodness. Yeah, so for those 12 seconds, he's still kind of hiding behind Oren. Right. <laughs> eyeing everybody and like aiming from from party member to party member and is just like just thinking to himself fuck you fuck you fuck you you're cool you're cool fuck you and 12 seconds pass i'm out yeah and i mean Orin will start reloading fell it's all right buddy it's gone <sighs> i uh well this is uh it's a little little embarrassing guys uh I don't know what came over me. I, I, I leaned out over that 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 ledge and just I, I'm, I'm sorry. I I don't I'm just I'm sorry. Hey, buddy, no harm, no foul. Okay, everything's fine. This place is fucking with our heads. Yeah, clearly I, I uh <laughs> to take take your line, Orin. Uh, I I don't like it. Yeah, I, really well, I don't blame like you, man. I feel the same way. So, but, but yeah, what I, what I told you earlier, Warren, uh, everybody, that this this is this isn't where the signal's coming from. That scan that Terry did earlier, and he turns Terry back on or like unmutes him. Uh, the scan that that Terry did earlier, it, it showed that this is just a relay. This isn't the actual signal. The signal's coming from up top, up at the resort. Okay, buddy. So. Can we pinpoint it, Terry? Can you can you uh, tell where where it's bouncing off of? Oh, now no, you, you want, want to, to talk, talk to me? me. I see. Oof, oof. <laughs> I just imagine you turn him yes. back on. No, I will do this thing for you, Fel. I'm here to serve you. I mean, it really is, though. Yeah, I mean, you're an AI, not a spurned girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, you turn him back on, and he's just sadly it's singing artificial intelligence that you've uploaded to the ship that's yeah. developing some of its own personality. <laughs> some of its own I feels. think you should apologize. <laughs> uh, no, what what or is, is it, it that you would like me to do, Fel? Uh, Terry, first off, I'm... Uh, I'm sorry. I uh, I wasn't myself, but uh, I was wondering if you could uh, check to see if you can tell where this is. Wait, what? What this? What the source signal is? What this is repeating? Like where it's coming from, specifically? Yes. Can you get closer to the signal so I can attempt to? Gads, I don't. I don't know if I. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit, uh... Guys, if I say anything uh, off-color here in, in, a, in a sec, just, uh, you know, slap we'll me and pull me you. back into the hall or something, just, you know... We'll shoot you? Is that what you said, Kyper? <laughs> <laughs> I have more aerosol. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fel's going to walk back up and, uh... You know what? Somebody, uh, Mike, go ahead and grab my belt again. I got, I got to lean back out and, and get closer to this thing to to try and get a better scan of it. So, so just to make sure that it's not like a cliff, right? Like, so you could easily walk up to it. I understand why you're being hesitant, but I just want to make sure that we're painting the picture here, right? That it's not like a cliff into a steep drop or anything. But there is a crater there. But you, it would just be difficult terrain to go any further. I gotcha. But it is like kind of a slope, you it know. Still doesn't want to like fall yeah, yeah, and roll no. down and right. Be right. Just jump jets yeah. over there. No, I could jump jet out. 
but uh, yeah, but you can get close enough, uh, anyways, with, for your remote hack. And Terry is able to triangulate and says that it's it's almost directly above above you, like straight up. Can we like look at the schematics and see what is above us? Um, well, there are no schematics that align those those things. I mean, this is well, an abandoned, forgotten mine, and you're pretty deep. However, there is the elevator that <laughs> is built into... Oh, the and w- presumably goes straight up. Obviously. <laughs> no, no, it's no, no, it is a Willy Wonka elevator. <laughs> okay, okay. Left, right. <laughs> left, right. sideways, diagonally. Weast. Um... Well, as after he says that, uh, he's gonna kind of look around everybody and just be like, "Well, then we don't need this one anymore." Uh, Oren, would you care to do us the honors? Pew pew. Yes. Oh, yes, ma'am. Absolutely, with pleasure. And uh, yeah, Oren will take a shot at the at the little box with the blinking red light and just see. Yeah, so, if you want to get closer and not have maybe as difficult a time as Ziva did shooting past three people into a dark hole into a tiny little. Well, I mean, he's got a lot of range <laughs> on the rifle, man. I mean, it's I'll, in in solidarity. Mike picks up the LFD screamers. Like, I'll shoot it too. One of us will hit. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, mean, he's got a hundred foot range on this thing. I, I yeah. just think, we like, all, all five of us. Yeah, just like, firing <laughs> line. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, Can let's we all roll? To, yeah, let's see who gets to do 23. it. All right, 23. Alright, 23. No. <laughs> 11. Mm-hmm. Oh, plus 11. The 13. No. Okay. 23. Tw- 26. Oh, Mike with the... Mike? Mike, mm. Mike shoots it with the the, the uh, sound device, and it just, like, rattles out of the hand, and, like, then kind of tumbles down and breaks as it's being just ruptured by sound waves, and the little red light just stops blinking. And when it does, you're tracking, your little GPS tracking that you had been using to to hone in on this mm-hmm. all of a sudden goes crazy it's like and like kind of resets itself to the actual signal because this now this like little repeater you know this blocker is is gone well guys I uh, think you we got a got a pretty direct bead I think unless there's another one of these pieces of shit straight to it so, uh, Cap, you want to get at it? Yeah, Ziva kind of shakes herself. So, is the that same feeling still around us? Like, do we still? Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, th- this, that this place is still without thin. a doubt the 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 origin of you know the the thinning of the fabric. Like, the, whatever happened here, you get the sense that this is what what caused the initial problems, you know? Uh, And that the signal obviously is something separate from this, but it was this kind of whatever incident happened here. This was because there's so much power here. They were able to use this repeater here. You know, the thinning caused the signal, not the other way around um, or was a result of, Anyways, well, yeah, um, don't make any assumptions here. Just, I'm, yeah, t- I'm telling you what I'm telling you. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, Ziva would kind of like nod towards the elevator and say, "All right, everybody, okay? We're we're good to move forward. We're not, it's, um, not certainly sure what we will find." Um, Mikhail, you all right? Because I can't remember. Did, you, did anybody take damage? Huh, I'm, I mean, I took a little stamina, but I'm good. Okay. Was it it maybe a minute before we can catch our breath again? Once we get to the top, who knows what's up there? So, if anybody ain't feeling a hundred percent, now would be the time. Oh, no, I'm feeling I good, man. I'm good. Clean AEA out of one hundred four. Wouldn't mind thinking about ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, right, we I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I think, like, probably might, uh, maybe the this, this short rest is in order. You know, yeah, we got a clear, safe I room. I mean, if we're, if we're taking ten minutes, then I'm going to top off. Yeah, Phil will sandwich for it. 
Because he's yeah, still good. I mean, I'm good. I, I'm, uh, yeah, all Ziva's... I can do is restore HP, so I'm not worried I'm about down it, but... HP, for what it's worth. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm down a couple HP, but okay. it's fine. You know? I'm mm -hmm. not going to waste a spell slot. That's cool, healer, you know. Listen, dude, I got, I got, I got, I got a lot of ins, a lot of outs, man. I got things uh, going on. Yeah. About all spell slots in the dude is noggin here, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so those who want to take a short rest, you know, drop that resolve. Get, yeah, the rest of us will stand guard. Yeah, you got so, it. So while we're standing guard, um, Ziva's just gonna kind of, again, in her head, is just gonna kind of say. Just poking the ether. I'm just gonna see. Why did you run away? We were giving you such you wonderful up? pain. Yeah, you up? A B B, you up? <laughs> um, like kind of like you hear some laughter. Like, <laughs> she's trying to talk to our pet. <laughs> she thinks that he knows what's going on. My dear, you will see. Don't worry. It's too late for you now. We are already deep inside you. You are one of us now. <laughs> Didn't expect a response. That's cool. All right, all right. Neat, neat, neat. She gives it to herself because that last part kind of freaks her out a little. Mm -hmm. As it should. As it should. <laughs> As is tradition. Should. You still have enough of your sanity to know that that's not a it's not cool good. Thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not cool. Mm -mm. Not cool to be one of those folks, yeah. you know, whoever us. they may be, whatever these voices may be. Our pet. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. As soon as rest is up, we'll uh, marching order and head to the elevator. So I want to just show you something real quick. I'm going to move your tokens. I've been showing this to you kind of piece by piece as we've been going through it. But here is a side view. Oh wow! Oh, okay. I mean, it's deep, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're you're way down there in in the H, right? Wow. So you're down here. Yeah. And so it's a long elevator ride up. It's like and a Mass I, Effect loading screen long. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's a it's a hey, let's check in with the characters and their mindsets. Ride up, you know that. You guys just went all the way down in this mine and found some, the result of some horrible incident. I mean, something like utterly destroyed this. And it seems so incongruous with the mine, right? Because as you were going through the mine, most of it was like dwarven stuff and it was just to, it was mining equipment. But as you got further down, you found all the scientific equipment, you know, and it was all the stuff that you wouldn't typically find in a mine, you know, and, and in kind of culminating in this site of darkness and disaster. And there's, you know, you've lost Cathessa, you've lost Tok. Um, there was quite a few grueling and harrowing battles there for you. I mean, some of you have gone deeper into your corruption. Let's start with you, Mike. Because there's a lot going on, I think, with Mike. And you don't have to, like, resolve it now. But I just want to know what's going on with Mike, particularly finding Gardenzia's yeah. body and, and no, fighting his spirit. I, I kind of think now, <clears throat> now that the combat is over... And they've had a couple minutes to compose themselves. Like, once we get in the elevator, Mike's got a lot weighing on him. And I think it reaches kind of a point where he's like, if I don't, if I don't say something, like, kind of admit how I feel, like, it's just going to eat him up, you know? So he, like, actually vocalizes to, to the party. He's like, so I know we've got, like, a lot going on, but... I just can't help but wonder, like, something terrible happened here, and well, it seems like it happened to Gardenzio, and as much as, uh, I mean, I hated son of a bitch, but, I mean, he was like my father for most of my life, and I, I never thought I'd feel 
grief over over that, knowing that he's going. And he's like, his face kind of drops. Like, it, it, saying it makes him realize it, you know? Like, that he actually really did have feelings for Gardenzio beyond hating him because he was manipulative and, and all of that, but it was someone that he did love. And it's really eating him up. Like, it is... He, he's almost, like, almost, like, hate myself for feeling something for him. I kind of miss him in a weird way. He's, like, trying not to choke up, you know? Mikhail, he was a part of your life. Though some parts of it may be horrible, it is understandable that you would have this these kind of feelings. It's it is to be expected. And yes, you are right. Whatever has happened here is is terrible. And I'm well. I'm sorry that we had to find him in such a way. What whatever happened down there? He he didn't go out peaceful. It it was ugly. I mean, you saw his fucking arms, yeah, flayed up to the elbow. And based on the amount of other spirits we saw, I think it was not a good death for any of those individuals. Oh, Christ, and it's not just Gardenzio, it's the gardeners. I mean, I'm... Obviously, after all this time, I don't know all the gardeners, but those there were people there that I knew, that I came up around. I mean, it's not... Basically, as, as much as I've said for a long time that that chapter in my life, you know, that book is closed, like, now, kind of the finality of it, like, they're all... They're all dead. Yeah, Fell doesn't have any words and just puts his hand uh, his hand on Mike's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, what is Fell thinking? Fell is Fell is pretty low. I mean, also, you know, the 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 Verthani that you were kind of buddying up with turned out to be a reptoid. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, there's and, that. And you have augmentations from said reptoid installed in you. Yeah, well, there's still good augmentations, man. <laughs> I mean, I get I'd it. I'd be a little nervous, you as know. As far as you know. I mean, he may he may need to get them checked out by, a, by somebody, another real doctor or something. I don't know. But uh, but no, he's he's uh, he's gone from... Being so sure of himself, having you know rescued Zeno and having kind of come into his own within the group, and just now thought against his own will, but thought that they were all betraying him, that they all were were hostile towards him, and that's that's kind of shaken him, you know, along with all of the other events that have happened here. Go ahead and put that shaking condition on your. There it is. There it is. All right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Okay. It's <laughs> a, a hell of an old callback, Adam. You son yeah, of a yeah. bitch. Um, I've been waiting for a long time. But no, he's he's uh he's unsure. He's he's very much not you know and like with with the the encounter with the uh, with the reptoid and the its minions. And then Mike flat out calling him a murderer afterwards. You know, he's he's kind of uh, he's not in a good headspace right now. He's he, he's ready to, to leave. He's ready to be done with this and to be, you know, to try to start healing. Yeah. I mean, is there any thoughts for Kaon Reese? Does anything that's happened at this point contextualize some of what's been going on there? It just makes him even more confused. Right, about what's right. happened with him and, and, and concerned for an old friend. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to Kuiper. You're, the, you're kind of the new 
guy here in the group and you're you throughout this whole process you're also kind of taking in and trying to assess the APA and and who they are and I mean right now you've kind of thrown your lot in with them how are you feeling about that decision and how are you feeling about being led here chasing Kaon Reese he's not here and getting embroiled in this whole other shit you know well, he's certainly. This is certainly uh, not as much of a picnic or as easy as he originally anticipated. He just assumed that he was just going to uh, infiltrate New Elysium and manage to smuggle them out, you know, or or whatever is there is to be done with finding his mark here. And but he's he's got a lot on his mind, you know. I mean, aside from trying to put the pieces together with Kaon Reese as it, as it currently stands, he's also looking at the tablet that he just received, you know, shortly ago. And anyway, he's thinking back on Rami's transmission, and he's feeling uneasy about it. And so, from his own assessment, you know. Anything affecting it technologically appears to have already been wiped, but he still doesn't... He wants to feel assured that this data pad is not in any kind of way uh, still hard, like lingering energy. So he's just going to go and like address uh, Oren. Mr. Vance, if you would be so kind. And he's just going to gesture with the data pad. I want to make sure there's nothing... Uh, devious, lingering on this uh, machine, aside from being a piece of cheap Abadoro shit. <laughs> Say that again. Uh, sure. Uh, um, I guess like a mysticism check is yeah. what you want me to perform on that? Yep. Yeah, I got you, bro. Sweet. Orin just kind of, Sweet. you know, hovers a hand over it. He's not even, he doesn't even want to touch it, but he'll hover a hand over it and kind of feel it out, you know. Uh, that's a natural 17 plus 16. 33. 33. Yeah, um, yeah, you get the sense that it was effectively wiped cleaned and um, has no hint of that kind of hybrid magic, you know, okay. that, that, that the app had installed on y'all's comm units, you know. So Orton just, you know, after a moment of kind of like vibing with this thing is just like, yeah, uh, yeah, Kuiper, other than it being a cheap Abadar Corp piece of shit, it's, it's fine. Well, at least maybe it will come, come to use. I don't know, but we'll see. But thank you for looking into it. Yeah, well, good looking out down there. You did good work. Appreciate you. He kind of gives him like a, you know, a nod, a really firm nod. <laughs> Go ahead and just mirror that nod back. Uh, yeah, and, and kind of speaking to that, Zach, you know, Oren's gone through quite a transition of his opinion of Kuiper. Because, um, I mean, when, when you first met him, you didn't trust him at all and was uncertain of his motives and, you know, why why would somebody with such artillery come here and what, you know, what why would he be lying about who he is and all that kind of stuff. And now you know who he is, why he's here, and have actually seen him operate, you know, talk a little bit about what Orin's thinking about Kuiper. Then, but then beyond that, like what's happening here with the fabric of of the universe? How's that affecting Orin too? Yeah, well, man, your boy Orin's got like kind of a lot on his plate. <laughs> um, first of all, but as far as as far as Kuiper goes, yeah, he you know he feels a little more. Uh, closeness with him uh, as far as Oren can feel closeness and uh, he certainly has a respect for the way that he operates mm-hmm. I think that he he sees a lot of similar personality traits within Kuiper and can, can understand him even if they're not you know to the point of sharing drinks and well they have shared drinks I guess but um well, he bought you a drink. He bought and me and then dipped. <laughs> then left. <laughs> fucking ghosted me. I mean, uh, but yeah, no. Orn has a, he's got a, a newfound respect for Kuiper. I, I think that he, I think that he jives with him and and 
in some ways is beginning to trust him to to work alongside to because they have similar aims, you know. A little syncopatico going, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but in, in terms of the other shit, you know, Orin mm-hmm. is is awash with uh, mixed feelings and thoughts. I mean, he he certainly knows that he is corrupted in some way, mm-hmm. but he but it's not manifesting. So I I think I would maybe describe that as he can kind of feel that darkness in his core, but also maybe the light of Ebra is kind of pushing that darkness away, which mm-hmm. which also harkens back to whenever he had his first vision floating through space with Ebra that he told Sedona about and, and saw this darkness and light kind of mm-hmm. battling. And I mean, of yeah, course, you saw you saw like a darkness in, yeah. in that vision. Yeah. Yeah. So so definitely major throwback there. Um, I think he is reminiscing a little bit about Evelyn and doesn't know quite how to feel or what to think about that. It's it's just a lot of hard emotions. I mean, he's worried about and and because of that, because of the, the visions that he's had with like the Ebra Sedona Evelyn hybrid thing, telling them that he's going to have to protect his captain. He's worried about Ziva. He's worried about the road that she's taken. He's worried about Mike and kind of the way that Mike's fallen off. And of course, he's worried about Phil. He just had to, um, like stop Phil from freaking out, you know? So he's, he's concerned and he's feeling a lot of pressure to try to keep everything together when he's barely keeping things together. But in terms of his outward expression, he just looks around the elevator at each party member in turn and just kind of gives them a stone-faced nod and is like, all right, we got this, folks. We can do it. Even though inside he's just a mess. He's just a mess, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good, good. Hey, Emily. Hey, hey, Adam. How how you doing? You doing okay? I'm good. good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Oh. We're going to dig into Ziva a little bit. Okay. So Ziva was the one that talked the crew into coming here. And Ziva is the one who is battling the most with the corruption and embracing it kind of more than others. Right? There's this there's this conflict there of to to, to some strange deep part of your psyche degree this has still been a success for you this is how you're feeling now like that corruption is taking hold at the very back of your brain but it's convinced you that well there's a reason that you came here and it was to discover this and to understand it and embrace it and use it to become a stronger captain. That's conflicting with true Ziva, who must be feeling tons of responsibility for the crew being here. Yeah. So, so how you doing? So, I'll, I will ask you this. Okay. As we ride up this elevator... Is that sense of excitement still as much as it was, or is it diminishing some? It's diminishing. You actually are feeling a a small pang of sadness as you go further away from that room. So I very much, as as a human with um, uh, sometimes manic depressive behavior, um, I imagine this is very much a sense of going from for Ziva a sense of going from that high manic energy into like that really low depressive slump like as they go higher she just feels the weight of everything that's been happening um and I mean she's she's as you know Warren's looking around at everybody so is she I mean she looks at Fell and at uh Kuiper and just like the Kaon Reese connection. 
and she looks at Mike and it's like the Gardenzio connection and she looks at Oren and it's like the Evelyn connection I mean her her mind I mean her drill thing with this mind and she's just like it's kind of like you said it's this war of were we supposed to be here or is this just my fault is this just a culmination of crazy events and circumstances that have led us here or is this like some kind of really twisted fate regardless though she sees it as her fault and I mean that that weight is just really she is like mentally and emotionally exhausted and looking at her crew and kind of what they're going through because of something she essentially pushed them to do it's just, it's really hard. And the, I think, though, the worst part of it is that the joy is lessening. Like, she's losing that sense of excitement that she had when they were down there. And, like, she she's mad at herself because she's missing it. Mm-mm-mm. Well, thank thank you all for those fantastic responses, and we're gonna do inspirations across the board. Uh, what? Yeah, nice. fa- fantastic, um, Emily. We're gonna we're just gonna go backwards, so we're gonna start with you. Go ahead and draw an inspiration. Okie dokie. I'm gonna but do f- that then. But first. <laughs> <laughs> I got an Alexpiration. Okay. Uh, it's Alex. Um, our our my my BFF in uh, up there in Canada way. Um, <laughs> says to whom it may concern. I hope this inspiration finds you well. I I am well aware that you are probably going to fuck up whatever role you attempt to you <laughs> attempt on using this inspo on, but I just want you to know. Whatever the outcome, you're still my special little guy. My special Weschel Whittle Boo Bear. My Whittle <laughs> Umble Whipple oh, no. Womb Person. My Oogie Boogie Snoople and my Oozer de Boozer Limble Snooter Flip Lamb. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nailed it, Alex. That was very sweet. there. I I made that painful, but you made it beautiful. Oh, wow. Okay, Zach, you're up. So I am very excited. I think it's my first time to draw from my personal deck. All right, so I also got a personal Alexpiration to Oren. He says, here is a haiku about Oren. What a grumpy bitch. <laughs> Why are you always so mad? <laughs> Take the stick out of your ass. Love you, XOXOXOXOXO, Alex. Wow. wow. Thanks uh, so much, Alex. Thank you Alex. so much. God. Killing it. Killing it. All right, it. so that's two, that's two Alexes. Uh, John, you're up. Okay, so I got a scratch uh, scratch inspiration uh, from Brian. And he says, It's dangerous to roll dice. Take this. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, okay. Josh. Inspiration. I also got one from my personal deck. Oh, shit. What are you doing? All right. I got one from Brian as well. It says, this inspiration is out of this world. Try not to space out during combat. Plan it out. <laughs> It's time for you to be a star. Be nice to Adam because he allowed you to read this on air. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> All right, Brian. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. I guess that's how I get an inspiration is through yeah. stealing y'all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, okay. All right. Heath, what you got? Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I got a newtspiration. Uh, says whoever draws this card is temporarily my favorite. Sorry, Adam. 
right. Well, thanks, the Cody. The corn's taking the give, Adam. Yeah, that's, that's Cody, Sir Newt. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, that's the inspirations. Uh, all right. So those were the inspos. Thank you, everybody, for submitting them. Um, and thank you, players. Uh, that's some really good, good stuff. Some good insight on your characters. And you take this long elevator ride back up. And when it finally reaches the top, the door opens and it's eerily quiet. You no longer hear the sounds of battle or screams of guests. The doors open onto a long and brightly lit hallway that stands out from the rest of New Elysium by its complete lack of decoration or other finishing touches. There's a door at the end of the corridor that is locked with a physical lock. I mean, I would try and break it open with engineering or pick it. I'll try to aid you. Same. Aid. Aid. I auto aid. Yeah, I auto aid too. What am I doing? (laughs) So that's two per aid, right? So extra six. Yeah. Uh, 28. All right. Total? Yeah, I, I rolled pretty poorly. Uh, that's, that's still enough to get it. Um, and so the door opens and it looks like it enters into a lounge of some sort. And you see the furniture of the staff lounge. You kind of make a sense that this is what it is. You kind of come into the back door of the staff lounge and the furniture here has been rearranged haphazardly about the room to provide makeshift cover against anything that might enter through the northern door. Dr. Lohman and two security guards are crouched behind these barriers, startling when they hear the sound of the door opening behind them. They turn to you and... Oh, it's you, Dr. Lohman says, standing up with obvious relief. What are you doing? How did you get in there? Despite still being crisply dressed, she looks unwell. Her face is pale and drawn with dark circles under her eyes, like she hasn't slept in days. The guards look equally harried. Suddenly, the lights flicker off. When they return a moment later, the buzzblade Zidhil Corin stands behind Dr. Lohman, his blade completely piercing her chest. Kefesu, all four of his arms outstretched, occupies the northern doorway. Come, children, accept her embrace, the Kasatha says, as the two guards' eyes turn completely black. And we'll see you. Oh, no. Oh, oh man. That's like Drew Brees walking through my bedroom door as a zombie. Like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Be a cool story, bro. It's, it's going to be real hard if they explain this to Rupert, for uh-huh. sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you got to uh, know about this. That's something you don't know. We helped kill slash murder all the blades. No, we helped. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.